Welcome to episode 312 of After the Credits. I am one of your co-hosts, Maureen Antunes, joined today by fellow co-hosts. Steve Stebbing. Bill Harris. Welcome to the new year. We are Melissa Lutz. That makes sense. Yes. Was was that a G.I. Joe anime? Melissa Lutz? <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, it should be. We just coined something new. Uh, copyright. After the credits, Hasbro yeah. come to us for copyright credit. Yeah, you can't have a character named Melissa Liss. <laughs> <laughs> or we get paid. This is what happened when she doesn't show up. We get a little uh, weird. Already off the rails. <laughs> we're already coining terms like Melissa Liss. But come on, we're off the rails even when Melissa's here. That's it's, true. This show is just unhinged. That's true. <laughs> you just can't you can't hear you can't hear the head shaking over the zoom. No, you can't. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Mind you, we do record video at some point. We can post the video of just Melissa shaking her head the entire time. <laughs> well, it's funny because I, I I am now uh, a video guy because I, I I I've pivoted to doing uh, YouTube videos, and it's yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild to be like comprehend not just my voice now. Now I got to deal with my voice and my face. <laughs> Shit, man. <laughs> wait do you have a green screen yet this no is, not yet not yet this is the epitome I, I, of are you a youtuber look the cancellation of the shift has forced me into territories that are completely new so like each week is something new on adding to the video and kind of learning as i go along good for you that's awesome we'll talk about that well where can people find you then uh, you can just look up my name, Steve Stebbing, uh, on uh, on on YouTube. Um, my website, stevestebbing.ca, um, and I, I also do stuff on the Shift Heads, uh, which is kind of what the Shift became after the cancellation of the radio show. Um, Shane Hewitt is just trying to do what he can and release his own videos and stuff. So I'm still helping him out as contributor there. That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys had a good holiday. Lots of movie watching. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty solid to to get some of that done. Christmas Day was all NFL. <laughs> um, that's just kind of like family in laws. We want to watch the football game. I'll I'll accept it. I don't mind watching NFL. Um, and I can talk my I I can talk like I belong when it comes to it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, most of mine was like just stuff I wanted to watch on a whim and stuff I hadn't seen or or I wanted to give a rewatch in, in one film's particular case. But yeah. It, How it about you, Bill? I saw Ferrari and uh, Boys in the Boat on Christmas Day. Oh, oh, okay. oh you wow. went on a Christmas Day. Yeah. Theaters were really full. It was nice to see, actually. That's like, good. Lots That's of people awesome. going out, like families. And it was good. Yeah. Uh, Ferrari was sold out. Holy shit. Yeah. I went. I went with my dad the day after Boxing Day, and we were one. Uh, we were two of twelve people in the audience. Wow, that's, that's been ticked in though. So yeah, you know, be it as it is. Yeah, I think maybe half the audience was there for Boys in the Boat, but uh, yeah, I saw that at six. Everybody was eating. I don't really care for turkey, so mm. I I had some licorice. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Fair enough. I was on second turkey at that point. Oh my God. Nice. Too much food. Too much food. But I did watch movies. There we go. Lots and lots of movies. I caught up with a lot of stuff as well. Where do you guys want to start? We decided we're not going to do a 
a, uh, a, sh- uh, a review of the show just because we've all been watching different things and the mm-hmm. holidays and everything else and uh, some of the stuff we've talked about in passing. So we're just going to let our rip with stuff that we've been watching over the last couple of weeks. So who wants to go first? Um, Like, I'm wondering how, like, did I even, did I talk about Wonka? Like, are we? No, I don't think you did. No, I don't no? think you did. And okay, I've seen I- it now. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit before that because I don't think I said that I saw Dumb Money. Oh, yeah. Is, I like which, Dumb Money. Which is the Craig Gillespie directed uh, GameStop movie. Um, Paul Dano never misses. Like, never, never, never misses. Um, but the movie's just, to me, was just, it was okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's it's not like, like oh, you got to see Dumb Money. And it didn't feel like a big Gillespie film. It didn't feel like I, Tonya. Or anything like that, where it's just like you should see it. You don't have to see it. You should see it. Yeah, it was okay. You know, like I, I didn't feel much beyond that. Uh, Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, um, kind of fun, kind of fun. It doesn't touch the original, um, but I just have a a real soft spot for Ardman. So and it's colorful as fuck, especially when they get into the into the the main story. You're like, whoo-hoo. They yeah. they went all out on this one. So yeah, I I mean fun. If it's you've seen the first dark. movie. Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit dark too. Yeah, I do like the brainwash angle. Uh, yeah. Cough, and, cough, another Netflix film that should have been on the big screen. Cough. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, we screened it at Spark on the big screen. <laughs> I know. And did, and so, did it so, play well at the big screen? Oh, it looks oh, like yeah. it would. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And yeah. I want to take a minute just to uh, plug another podcast that I do. We released the first episode of season six of the Spark Cast, and it's an interview with Sam Fell, the director of uh, uh, Chicken Run: Dawn of the Nuggets. So nice. highly recommend checking that out. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's a really fun conversation. I just, I just really like the Ardman sensibilities when it comes to their comedy and stuff, yeah. and, and kind of the softness to it. Um, I, I really dig. So yeah, that was fun. Uh, if you like the first movie, watch the second movie. Wonka is, I mean, I, I knew it was going to be enjoyable, but it's, it really is fun in that whimsy way. And, um, that I lend fully to Paul King, um, doing a great job to, to put this film together and have like just a great core going and Chalamet, I mean, the guy is called the Rizzler for a reason. The man has... Wait, do they actually call him that? <laughs> well, the internet loves to call him it. Um, the guy has charisma. Like he you, does. You can't you can't deny it. Uh, he he eats up the screen every 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 time he's on it, and it's enjoyable on that. And I kind of dig Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa. Yeah, I think those scenes really work very well. And I love the villain team. Those scenes are all great, especially Matt Lucas, who almost steals every scene of all those villains. I really, really dig him in it. I thought it was uh, really good, too. I was surprised by how much I enjoyed it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't have the passionate love for um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory that other people have. So I mm-hmm. I feel like I'm maybe talking outside of that realm. But as a fan of the original I mean, I thought this was grand. It was a mm-hmm. lot of fun. It's beautiful. The music is actually really catchy from the very first song. I thought it was really charming. Yeah. I, it's, it's cute. And I hate musicals. God, and, uh, the songs kind of worked. So Yeah, they do. It's It's been a while since I've been this guy, but I got to be this guy. Man, I just, 
It's like it's like a buddy of mine said to me a couple of years ago. What's a few white guys in your fucking Paddington movie? Like I just I I don't fucking get Paddington either. I am oh, that okay, guy. Okay, that's yeah, that's why. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> okay, so I stop singing. Stop singing. Stop singing. Stop singing. <laughs> I, I I they hid that in the trailer. Like the, mm-hmm. there was maybe oh, yeah. like how half a like like yeah. five seconds of the song. I I, I kind of there's any song. Okay, I like, think there was I, just dancing and choreography. Yeah. So like I knew there was away. gonna be singing, but because I just, I, knew, I knew somebody had already seen it. And he's like, "You're gonna hate this film." I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, I probably am." Uh, it's not terrible, but man, it, it's 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 very cute and watchable and nice for children. But mm-hmm. this movie is just not for me. Like, I. I like a Serbian film. Like, come on, just give me that. <laughs> well, you know what? That I is take as this. opposite spectrum as you can yeah. go. And I raise you the color purple, which I didn't finish because legitimately I... 15 minutes in, I was like, nobody told me this was a musical. Why does this need to be a musical? Like the opening song is awful yeah. and it just goes downhill from there. We didn't finish it. I think I watched half 45 minutes of it. And then I was like, I'm out. I can't. Do I actually that. walked out of it. I don't blame you. I yeah. I thought it was such a waste of a really great cast. I mean, I'm okay with redoing the story. I mean, the story is powerful. It's a really great um, vehicle for like narrative storytelling, but it doesn't, there was no reason for it to be a musical. It just doesn't work. It doesn't no. work. And the fact that I had no idea it was a musical, I'm still like flabbergasted by that. Yeah, Sorry. Sideline that. And, and and what I saw, I thought the acting was was very good. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like and it's sidetracked by the yeah. music. And I I just I I don't like to be misled. Yeah. And I felt well, like I I felt like and I felt like I'd been misled. And mm-hmm. I, I walked out went to the theater manager and he's just like, "You didn't like the singing." And he's like, "I'm like, there's a story here." He's like, "Yeah, we've we've had some refunds." Oh, and, I'm like, wow. and I'm like, okay, yeah. Oh, wow. Well, here comes another one. Cause uh yeah, yeah, thank you. Oh boy. yeah. Sorry, Steve. Sidetrack that. No worries. I no worries. I haven't seen color purple yet. Any of it. So um I I I can't uh speak to that one at all. Um, you guys heard of the wandering earth movies? The Chinese Bagel, Chinese like blockbusters, the biggest biggest movies they've ever made, and also the biggest box office returns that they've ever got for a Chinese film. They actually opened theatrically here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I never both saw of them, them or or the both second. Of them. No, both, both of them. them. Did. Okay. Well, I my Christmas Eve was doing both of them. Nice. And these are long ass fucking films. These are long ass films, and not only that, they're long ass films that would make Roland Emmerich be like. Like his head would blow <laughs> off. It's is this is his final boss, th- this filmmaker, because I mean, if you thought like Moonfall was just like convoluted and just like so much going on, like Wandering Earth has like 14 other subplots to throw at you. Cause holy shit, have you guys seen these movies? Like no. it, it's it's okay. It first off, it's like preposterously insane. Okay. So it's like almost like a sunshine-esque like storyline where the sun is it's like the opposite in the sunshine the sun is burning out 
and causing the the earth to be cold and everything this one the sun is going to grow too hot and is going to basically immolate the entire milky way at a certain point so they decide that it, yeah, 10,000 cities across the planet because they form a central one government because yeah fucking are you fucking serious <laughs> thanks for the Chinese to think that you could do this um, but uh, they basically form the uh, this this one government that's going to commission 10,000 cities to build underground cities and then these giant turbines is going to make the earth a giant spaceship to fly to another gal- a safer a safer galaxy right and it's like, holy fuck. So Steve, the first Steve, are, are you high right now? Like, I feel like I feel like it just by saying it. I feel like I'm not high enough, to be honest. I don't think anybody's high enough to come up with this shit. So basically the first movie is is them trying to find find a viable star to to center around, and they get caught in Jupiter's orbit, and Jupiter starts to eat Earth as a planet. It's fucking insane. So I watched this first movie. I'm like, wow, that was three hours of insanity. Okay, cool. So let's watch the second movie. Turns out the second movie is a prequel to how we got to this point. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? Should I? If I knew that, I would have watched them in reverse order because the second one was sent to me as a Blu-ray from Welgo USA. So I was like, I had to hunt the first one down, which was on Netflix. I was like, I should have just watched the second one. So that's my gripe with it. They're both just insane and way too much and full of way too much exposition. And and I was losing track of what character was who, who was alive. There was points where they would do these great, huge things, like a character would do a huge thing for like to like save the day or something like that. And then immediately like die. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, there's just like zero attachment to characters. Andy Lau is in the second one. I, I really like Andy Lau. Nothing wrong with Andy Lau. Even he felt like just kind of lost in the jumble. Um, so yeah, those were just random ass sci-fi movies to watch. But like I said, like it's like a Roland Emmerich wet dream that he is will never be capable of his entire existence. It, it kind of reminds me. Remember, like maybe ten or fifteen years ago, when Russia decided to go into sci-fi, they made like mm-hmm. Night Night Watch and Day Watch. Timur Beckman Betov. Yeah, and it was yeah. Just, those movies were just like what like where did yeah, that like, come from okay those movies it? are like legit awesome though yeah yeah with, I don't with, think with cool. those movies still hold up because i just watched them and they're still great i just remember like veins in midair and stuff like that and, and, like, and, and, like, the, and the subtitles moved yes. yes actually the dynamic subtitles were actually something that i thought was really freaking cool it was yeah. cool and yeah. anytime because uh, when John Wick did the dramatic subtitles too, I was like, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. David Leitch knows what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> or Chad Stahelski. They both, they both do it. Um, <laughs> uh, I watched um, Meg Ryan's uh, directorial debut. Oh, I've uh, heard, some, I've heard some things. It was okay. I, was it, it? It's nothing. It's nothing that it, it's yeah, not I mean, even okay. No, it's not even okay. It's so it's not fluff. good. It's just fluff. I, I feel like I feel like when they're writing that they're that they watched maybe airplane a couple times. <laughs> I don't know, man. She and David Duchovny have zero chemistry, like zero zero chemistry, mm-hmm. and it's just such a weird. I mean, I, I I actually didn't think that the premise was terrible, but the fact that at some point, like 
the 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 airport starts talking to them. It's yeah, just that's why I thought strange. about the, that's what I thought about the airplane thing. Like they watch um, airplane a bunch, and they're like, okay. "This isn't a red zone, white zone argument, bitch." And, Could, uh, come again. The airport starts talking to them. Yeah, the the loudspeaker. Oh my yeah. god! The okay. voice over the <laughs> it starts speaker. communicating with them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh oh no! I missed this one. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, and to to argue the point, the only person that David Duchovny has any chemistry with is um, Gillian Anderson. And for a lesser degree, well, actually, no, I, I'd hold this one. And Natasha McKellen. Yeah. From uh, um, Californication. Um, sure. But yeah. Yeah. Don't need to even really talk about that one. Uh, okay. Let's get to Exorcist Believer. Um, uh, yes what so, f- okay okay so i remember last episode when marina and i i said it was okay for maybe like 15 20 minutes and marina was like maybe a half hour do you do you think nope. about like no okay no nope. okay let, like, let not let's... even five minutes <laughs> <laughs> not even five what is leslie olden doing in this movie um what is Anne dowd doing in this movie what what was that third act why is like this is like this is like flash like remember how mad i was about the flash like this is this this is that again uh i mean i i'm most enraged have we both seen have we all seen this one yes i was most enraged when they stabbed chris mcneil's eyes out with the crucifix i i is what's the even justification of just being so dis- dismissively mean spirited, and for what purpose? What purpose is her eyes being stabbed out by a fucking crucifix by some random girl who she really has zero fucking connect? Like, but like, the, we're we're doing this whole like like revenge thing with the demon thing, but I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Other than fucking utter shock value that lasts all of three seconds, what? You know, well, Alan, so Bur- Alan Burson needs another guest house, man. Like, yeah, I know. I understand why she did the movie, but why do they do what? What is the what is the legacy reverence for doing that to the character? Dude, did you see Exorcist 2? Well, that was enough for me. Yeah, like, oh, they for killed sure. they, they killed that franchise a while ago. For sure. But that wasn't I that was at a time that we weren't calling the shit legacy, though. True. Like, and this is at a point like like that. David Gordon Green is actively assaulting horror IP franchises <laughs> with his somebody own needs, absolute yeah. buffoonery. Just I agree. Buffoonery. I think somebody needs to put a stop to that. Like at some point, they just need to say, you know what? You fucked up enough of these franchises. Like you're done. We're not giving you any more. Like, I don't know why they keep giving him movies. Like this What's- is ridiculous now. It's like the equivalent of just a boxer putting a blindfold on and just wildly swinging at things. Like, what is he doing? What was that third? What was Anne Dowd's entire script of that third act? It was well garbage. She uh, she, she in a previous life went to uh, nunnery school and oh uh, shut the god. shut the fuck up. Oh my god! The exposition, <laughs> the exposition was just frustrating. Yeah, frustrating. So yeah, I just just abject hatred towards I, that movie. I, I don't want to go off on a tangent about Exorcist, but when like I'm you know I think we should be showing a little bit of love for Eli Roth on this film. When can Eli Roth get the Exorcist? If there's any guy out there who guessed what the Exorcist is, it's probably Eli Roth. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's directors out there that get it. They just, for whatever reason, haven't been given a chance to to make the movie. Yeah. I, I I just like at at this point, stop even calling them the Exorcist and just call them something else. I mean, you're not even the fans now don't even care anymore. No. Like they know the garbage that you're about to serve them. They're not going to go. Like who who are they making these movies for now? I I just don't get it. And this is not the only franchise. I mean, Halloween I think is in the same boat. Like at mm-hmm. this point, why keep making Halloween movies? I'm Nobody glad, fucking cares. <laughs> I'm just glad that John Carpenter lived through those three movies. Oh God, <laughs> no because sure, right? this movie came out in 2023, and William Friedkin passed away in 2023. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I know he would have even if he was alive, he would have no. I. That's why it was so funny to see David Gordon Green saying that I would love. Friedkin and see the fucking Friedkin would have punched you in the throat. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? You asshole. Like, yeah. like m- maybe one of the most outspoken person in the history of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. he right? would not say nothing. No. Anybody dig up that Nicholas Winden, uh, Winding Refn interview thing and yeah. you'll see exactly the, the no punches pulled um, yeah. attitude from Friedkin. That's what I honestly loved. I haven't seen the Kane mutiny uh, film he did yet though it's on paramount it, i do want to see it's it. good it's it's very talky. tv movie-ish it's very talky yeah. yeah yeah uh maestro uh bradley's great the film i mean libatique shoots the fuck out of this movie it's gorgeous carrie mulligan's fantastic it's just not enough this year sorry brad it's not enough and it's not even close to enough for all the things that you want from it <laughs> and I love I, I do like Bradley Cooper quite a bit and I mean the makeup in this is so fucking good like so good I so agree. I, uh, and oh, I really love that last shot of Leonard in the club too like there's so many things I really really like about this movie and it is such a well put together movie but it's just I know what he wants it to like it's it's hard not to watch this film and know that he's tr- fighting so hard for it to be an Academy prestige movie. And it's just not, it's not quite there. I don't know. I pretty much agree. Uh, that opening shot though, in black and white in his bedroom. Oh, stunning. oh is- stunning. the zooming sh- that, that first like moving shot right into the, the orchestra. So it's yeah. just, holy yeah. shit. Yeah. And Libet- like Libet- is, is on this, like, academy like give them the award level shooting of this film and but sorry against everything else that came out this year i'm sorry no yeah i thought it was a good movie i just didn't think it was great um there's a lot of uh capital a acting Mm -hmm. going on in this film Mm -hmm. and uh i do enjoy that uh carrie mulligan's really good yeah especially in the last like third of the film where she's like doing some stuff and yeah, it's it's good. I just it's been a really good year, and as you said, he's not getting what he wants out of this film. No, I think I also think seeing those that variety interview in its entirety before watching the movie like hurt how I took the movie in. Yeah, because he's really on this dickish level now. Of Plus, just kind of, kind of I, being an I, asshole. I rewatched Star Is Born and that opening shot of him and his band at Coachella. Is still incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he's a really good filmmaker. Yeah, he's a really good Me filmmaker. Too. Me too. Yeah, I, do I just I that. found this was a bit like even before because I think I might have seen it before the Variety article. 
I mean, it, it it's trying really big things and I think it's partly successful. And I think I mentioned it the, the last time that we talked because I had just seen it and like that opening scene, like those opening shots are spectacular. And I mean, it sets mm-hmm. you up for this amazing movie that I don't think fully delivers, but I agree with you, Steve. I think the makeup is fantastic and I think it's mm-hmm. a solid movie. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even outside of, you know, general awards stuff, it's just not really my cup of tea. I much prefer Star is Born, which feels a little bit more grounded and down to earth and less like it's trying too hard. This one mm-hmm. I found particularly like towards the second half. I thought, okay, well, now we're just in a movie where we're just like all show. Like it's just mm-hmm. trying a little bit too hard. And it's still really enjoyable, I think, to an extent, but it's not the kind of movie that I would like recommend to everyone. Whereas mm-hmm. a Star is Born, I'd... I, I'd say, yeah, see it. Like, I wouldn't hesitate yeah. to recommend that to everybody because it's really yeah. watchable. This, mm-hmm. I don't feel any need to rewatch this at any point, mm-hmm. anywhere in the future. It just, it, it doesn't hit me that way. It's just I, a really pretty looking movie. Yeah. I, I will say that I think I see the progression of his filmmaking from Star is Born to Maestro. Um, that he, he, I feel he is a bit more refined on this film. Um and I will, as far as the internet taking this one in and, and loving to shit on people, I feel like they're because everyone's t- like, oh, Bradley t- Cooper took five years to learn uh, how how to be Leonard Bernstein and this and blah blah blah. And they're showing this one scene, and I think that they're really kind of showing it in a vacuum. And I think it d- diminishes what he's doing in the film for sure because he does a really great job in it but people just love to be like oh well he's doing crap like that conducting is crap and he's crap and blah 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 and i just that's the shitty thing about just showing a two-minute clip and being like that encapsulates the whole two-hour film because it really really doesn't no i will say this as well they sent me it's the weirdest bit of marketing that i've ever received they sent me as the score to the film on a on vinyl Oh, which he oh. actually conducts. Okay. Okay. Sounds amazing. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just, it's brilliant. It really is. Like, musically, that movie is like top notch. Oh, for sure. For sure. And, and immediately. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, he never loses sight of it. So, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. So, was I the only person who saw it theatrically? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, when I arrived, it was a very busy theater, but I looked around. And I was easily the youngest person by 20 not years. Not surprised. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. Not at all. surprised. So it's hard to recommend as, so as well. <laughs> I'm watching the film, and there's a scene in the film where they're driving in a car, and awesome needle drop. They play the REM song, It's the End of the World as We Know, it, and I Feel Fine. Mm-hmm. And I kind of oddly went, Yes. And I kind of looked around, and nobody knew what it was. I could just tell. So sad. That's so sad. Just like, he turns what? it off right at the Leonard Bernstein. Part. I know it's, it's, it's and, fucking perfect, and it was such a great scene. And mm-hmm. I laughed and I thought it was great, and no emotion at all from the theater. Sucks. Strange. That sucks. Very strange. That sucks. Because yeah. I don't think it's a Netflix movie. No, as far as what people think Netflix movies are, I uh, it like. And for a film like like, because it's not even getting the Irishman level. No, it's. It might be like on the level of like when Roma got released on Netflix. Yeah. Like a real, like a movie that you should check out if you're into film from a certain year. If you want to cap- encapsulate film 2023, you should see Maestro just like you should have seen Roma that year. Yeah. But it's not the same. It's about uh, probably the same fanfare yeah. for it. 
okay. So Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Whoa. I, I was like kind of like annoyed almost immediately. Did, did James Wan even direct this movie or did Jason <laughs> Momoa did. direct this movie? Oh, I got or is it just Jason Momoa getting to do what he wants? And it, like, did he have like some sort of creative control? I love the dude, but I mean, come on. Uh, the But at the same time, some of the most enjoyable things of the movie were him and Patrick Wilson, uh, especially Patrick Wilson. I think he might be the, the only thing that I could really say was great about the movie. Um, because I love Patrick Wilson, but oh man, the CG is just ugly and garish and hard to make out at times. Action is just nonsensical. Um, Amber Heard was in it more than I thought she would be, to be honest. Like I, I honestly thought she was going to bookend it. And when a, a certain part happened where she was in peril, I was like, oh, they actually going to fucking kill her. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> cool, neat. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, no Willem Dafoe, like really? Come on, Volko is like a big character in the the Aquaman universe. No Volko, and but you know, of course, Dolph Lundgren is there because, of course. <laughs> so, I don't know, and yeah, I I don't know. I I also I also like uh yeah uh, I was he I was guy's name wrong. Yoya Abdul Mateen the third. Yeah, but he is so dull in this movie and. It's just so, every everybody's performance is just fucking dull. So you didn't like the underground ice caves with the tentacle monsters that turned into water monsters that just to fucking whatever. I, I just, what? Yeah, yeah no. whatever they want to do. Just this, a, a terrible film. Like, uh, how many? Like, I I can just see this whole set was Jason Momoa drinking the Guinness that he was drinking in the. He drank like more than more Guinness in the first five minutes than I had in the last two years. <laughs> uh, uh, Tamara Morrison was in this film just to pass Jason Momoa Guinnesses. Yeah, yeah, pretty That's much. All, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Uh, yeah, it's it's awful. It's like, so bad. Uh, th- is this the is this the final final DC mm-hmm. film? Because can we yeah. just piss on this thing and just light yeah. it on fire? Now like it's, it's James Gunn's universe yeah, like legacy. Just done. I I think there might have been a credit cookie, but I was halfway home by the time uh, that I thing even... screened because i just first credit i was just like you know done yeah i, I, I was... can say I can say i saw it yeah yeah there's one quick patrick wilson thing and that's it cool yeah, yeah. it's awful it's it's yeah. i i think it might actually be worse than the flash they're on they're 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 very much tied i think and okay. I hated the Flash. You know how much I hated the Flash. <laughs> I think everybody knows. Even people that don't listen to this podcast probably just residually are like, I think Steve hated the Flash. Yeah, I actually, hated it. Actually, I think I might have hated the Marvels more. Oh, see, I, I was actually I landed okay on the Marvels. Yeah, that would really piss me off. That would really piss me off. But yeah, just I'm I'm superheroed out. I'm done. I'm done. I just if I if I don't see another one of these for like five years, I would be good. I honestly. <laughs> Well, should we go from bad to worse? Because there's worse. <laughs> oh, now you got me intrigued. A child of fire. 
<laughs> brain falls in slow motion for like two and a half fucking minutes. I'm no, exaggerating. Holy fuck. So Zack Schneider unleashes <laughs> the the fucking cinematic hatred that is Rebel Moon Part One, a child of fire, setting up the most dull and not even two-dimensional characters that we could possibly have in a sci-fi fantasy universe. Like, no wonder Star Wars were like, thanks, but no thanks. Like, he has the world building of a guy that's seen a bunch of stuff. Like, visionary, my fucking asshole. <laughs> like, seriously, this this guy, I mean, the only thing I'll give this movie, this movie is one of his better looking films since Watchmen, but it's still slurry. Um, And I, I mean, I, even his design, I, I can't even get behind. And I'm, I don't like, and the other thing that really bothers me about this is he can't seem to release exactly what he wants to release. He always has a secondary vision in the chamber, just in case people are like, that wasn't very good. No, but like, honestly, what's, what's the excuse this time? You're on Netflix, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you have, why are you withholding a director's cut? I think this was a Netflix play, though. I think that that was a misplay on Netflix, Netflix's part saying we have a director's cut we'll release later. I mean, I don't blame it fully on him. I think this is part of a marketing machine that just misread the room completely. I mean, admittedly, this is not great filmmaking, but it is the epitome of Zack Snyder, like epic filmmaking. Like this is everything he's been working forward to since what was the one with the women and the sucker punch, sucker punch. This is, this is like sucker punch on crack. I mean, I disliked sucker punch. I still dislike sucker punch. Mm. I actually didn't hate this. I thought it was fine. Besides the fact that there's way too many slow-mos and a lot of other things that kind of just are completely unnecessary. But then spelling everything out for you. Yeah. Everything. everything. But the thing is like, that's what I expect from Zack Snyder. Like I don't expect great filmmaking and anybody that does is on a wrong fucking planet. Have you not watched any of his movies? They're all the same. Like they look a certain way. He has a very specific filmmaking style and that's just the way he tells stories and you either like it or you don't. I just, to this point, I'm like, if you didn't like any of his other movies, why the fuck would you watch this? You know, you're going to hate it. Don't bother. Like leave it for the rest of us. That n- n- not talking directly at you, Steve, but I mean, I'm just <laughs> saying, generally speaking, like people go into this thinking it's going to be something different. Like it's a fucking Zack Snyder movie. And this is based on original IP. Like, you know exactly what it's going to be because he's always delivers the same stuff. I'm okay with it. I kind of enjoy his filmmaking and his stupid ass storytelling. But then I know what I'm going in for. Like, to me, it's not, you know, great cinematic filmmaking. It just is what it is. And I have fun with it. But I, I mean, I just don't see... I don't understand why they keep giving him that much money to make these movies <laughs> because they, that money could be spent for to make better movies. But, you know, if you're going to give him the money, I mean, at least he's doing something interesting with it. Um, it's not it's not a total slog. At least for me, it wasn't. I thought it was fine. I think I gave it maybe three stars, maybe three and a half. I might have gone to. I, I don't actually remember, wow. but it's it falls somewhere in there for me because I did enjoy it. I thought it was fun. This also coming from somebody that has no love for Star Wars. Like it is just it's just another movie to me. It is what it is. So like I saw the comparisons and I'm like, I don't get it. I don't see the mm. comparisons, but fine. Maybe there's some Star Wars stuff in there. 
He is a guy that grew up in that time. He probably consumed that. Sure. I, I don't, don't it's not original, but I don't have hate for it. I'm not, I'm not tying, I'm not, I don't tie any of my, my dislike to it, to it, to um, him wanting to be Star Wars or, or anything like, well, like, cause it's derivative of way more oh, yeah. than just that. Like, I mean, Seven Samurai, like right at the, right at the hop, like, come on guys. What, what, uh, was, it, what, was, what was it? The villain doing the, the, the Dune sting tube thing, right? What the fuck was that? There's a lot. Know. <laughs> there's there, yeah there there's so much borrowing just for it to be yeah. an original IP yeah. but I, I don't I, I as much as I dislike Snyder we'll we'll say post 2010 ish um I I'm not I, I'm not abject hatred towards him I like Dawn of the Dead quite a bit Good uh, Watchmen is for me his crowning achievement out of a, a almost seemingly impossible book to film he got a, a pretty damn good film in my opinion and i really like that fucking owl movie i don't know why but i dig the fuck out of that ghoul it's good um, yeah it, it's cool it, i wish that they i wish that he was able to complete that story like yeah. that's 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 what i complete the snyder verse thing he, i'm he, into he is, really, is owl really shit. yeah he really should direct more animation yeah I think him and Deborah did the that did a hell of a job with the with the uh, with that movie and I, I wish I saw it, there was a franchise but but I mean just there's just so much cliche running through it nothing surprising in Rebel Moon whatsoever um I mean Charlie Hunnam is calling his the end of his character from the moment he gets on screen Ed Ed screen is doing like this fucking just this limping Nazi, yeah, the, the regalia the, the whole the, time. The weird, like Nazi, like haircut thing, and yeah, the, the clothes. That's just like, yeah, okay, that's that's a definite thought process. Okay, every, every actor he casts in this movie, he leans into their stereotype. Yeah, he just, I want you to be exactly what everybody knows you for, nothing different, nothing surprising. And this movie's dull and bland at the end of it so no, that, that that is its, its main sin is that it's really just boring yeah yeah i'll give it that it's way too long for the story that it has and, and plus sophia butella has more uh expression in her dancing and climax than she does in this entire film acting wise like mm-hmm. it's just she she doesn't hold the lead properly and yeah. it's full of actors that we all really enjoy like we all i'm pretty sure we all really enjoyed jamal hansu Mm-hmm. He gets dragged down. Char- yeah. I like Charlie Hunnam. Shit script. Yeah, terrible. Uh, j- yeah, just a whole bunch of people. I just uh, and, and 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 you know, and you just know. Part two is everything. This film is times seven, and it's just going to be Maria's gonna be like, it's great, and we're, we're like, we're gonna have the same conversation in three months. I'm just gonna be a skeleton. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never, I never said it was great, and I will never say it's great. But it is what it is, and it is a Zack Snyder movie. So, like at, at the epitome of Zack Snyderness, they're they're they're, they're going to steal the Palladium Alkin, and oh they're going <laughs> to go so in, perfect. They're, they're going to destroy a, a base where they're going to have to shoot through a a a triangle, not a circle or a square mm-hmm. like it is in Star Wars, and there's going to be tree walks on the planet jumping up and down saying tub tub instead of nub nub. And I just, I'm there for it. I just want to see him go full star Wars. 
like use the word Toshi or power converters. Let's just just embrace your Star Warness, Zack Snyder. The, hyper- uh, the hyperbole point, in this at this point, I am actually shocked Disney hasn't given him like full reign over Star Wars because I think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I'd love to see all the Star Wars bros get upset about Zack Snyder doing Star Wars. To be completely honest, like I was just I was looking for like Ed Screen to just like crush some blue milk and just throw it across the room. It was like fuck it, let's go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the just and the internet fanboys just zacking off to this movie. Love that term, it, by the way. Love that term. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. It's just a circle jerk zack off, and they're just oh, it's the greatest sci-fi ever made. Of knew we knew it. We believed, and it's just like you guys. Wait, are are, all, these people really exist? They do. They do. Either that, or 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 algorithm social uh, media algorithms keep pushing those those fan accounts at me but i'm really yeah, i'm, I'm, I'm really not, i promise i promise i'm not that person i literally i watched it i rated it and i moved on <laughs> give me the next thing please all right iron claw um oh. this movie swooped in and became i i mean i'm biased but this movie came became my favorite movie of the year Okay, so I'm gonna watch this next week, and I'm still gonna count it for my top ten. Just yeah, so it is, no, it, yeah, it is, sure. it is, it's my number one. I also haven't gotten a few movies here. Steve, um, can you like, please not I, ruin your list, sir? Can you please not ruin your list? I'm, ruin my list with with Iron Claw. <laughs> I I don't know this this movie just hit me. Um, it's also got my favorite shot of the year in it, and it's a shot with Maura Tierney, who I think is just lights out in this film. Holt McCallany is lights out. Zach Efron's just given it. I this I I was just all about this movie. Um, like the entire cast is just so rich in this, and uh, yeah, I I absolutely love this movie to its core. It, it really hit me. Yeah, I also might have five starred it. Yeah, Fuck you guys. it's just <laughs> it's just holy shit. And that do you know that that shot I'm talking about with more tyranny? Yeah, that's not my favorite shot. My favorite shot is Efron running the ropes. Oh yes, it's the one the trailer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so it's, good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everything Steve just said. Plus, uh, I I had I had a few weird little quips, like like Carrie Von Eric was six foot three and Jeremy Allen White's five six. But other yeah. than that, uh, you know, it's it's uh, I cried like a little child. Yeah, yeah. It's got power. It's got yeah. so much power, and Durkin is driving it home the whole time. Like, what a filmmaker that guy is! Yeah, and, and the thing is, is that he didn't even tell the whole story. No, they're missing Chris there was Eric, more, and, and like, he was like, "I had to stop." Yeah, too much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, Martha Marcy May Marlene still really plays hard. Yeah. Watch, yeah. I, I, I saw Iron Claw and came up and watched that film just because I was just like totally in the mood for it. Yeah. Holy crap, that film still plays. Yeah. Yeah. He's Iron, fabulous. Iron Claw, one of the best films of the year. If you haven't seen it, yeah. I think it, I think it's readily yeah. available. If, if it opened in Steve's town, it probably opened yeah. in yours because yeah. it's yeah. nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think whole I think the the only like I, I really like a lot of performances in it. I think Zach Heffron's one of my favorite lead performances of the year. He's just there's he's just so likable and that just lends to the soul. And how the movie becomes crushing um, is just how likable I think their this their brother relationship is. 
and and how much they rely on each other and and kevin's the fucking heart of it like he is yeah. so great he's so 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 great and it, i think it's pushed i think it's pushed zach efron into a new level in his career because the fact that he's not being heavily looked at at this point and that because jeremy uh, jeremy allen white is the hotness right now because of the bear and he's being looked at more i think is a little diminishing um harris dickinson is on a rising star as well um holt mccallany is really deserves to get some flowers though man this guy has yeah. been in in films for decades and his fritz von eric is thunder it really is such a thunder and yeah i just so 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 good uh moving to another great one a uh, dream scenario oh yes this movie finally, finally eh is it the best sex scene of 2023 <laughs> the, the best maybe the best um the most harrowing hammer bludgeoning i've seen um the turn in this movie is phenomenal and the like just how just directionless you feel of like where everything's gonna go and where is everything's gonna land um the blandness of nick cage's performance at like the start of everything mirrored with julianne nicholson constantly an mvp in anything she shows up in um dylan gulella her scenes are really really great in this one michael Sarah, that boardroom scene just slays me um yeah i was really all about this film but i mean it's nick cage film so it has to be really bad for me to be like Fuck. It actually, I think it has, actually has one of my favorite shots of the entire year. The the, the scene of the, the gym, the gymnasium where he's like in the background. And he's like, yes, he will, he will step forward to try to make you guys feel more comfortable. He takes like a step forward. Everything's fine. Everything's oh god. They all just yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I, love it's it. a, I I think this is like maybe the most underrated film of the year. The like, absurdity that they're trying, to, they're portraying with such earnest nature is like the dinner the 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 uh the dinner party scene with dylan actually with all dylan wife. baker scenes the wife dylan, yeah was fucking just amazing yeah yeah there's so much to like about this movie and there's so much to deconstruct in this film like it really is fascinating on a philo- philosophical level as well it's just it's just weird that you could actually see this happening with somebody like he's mm-hmm. done nothing wrong except for just existing and there's no explanation for anything he's just showing up in people's dreams yeah like what the hell we've all seen it right yeah 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 the influencer stuff toward in the third act is i thought was really really great here brilliance especially when they're asking if they can try again can I do that again? Like, I love that so, 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 so much. And it's so biting and relevant. And any anybody that has been ingesting social media over the last year will think that that is so deeply hilarious. Yeah. I don't, really I don't understand uns- how you can't laugh to that. Yeah, and, and really unsettling, too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I've reached this new level of paranoia when I have you know, seven and 11 year old nieces that are obsessed with five nights of Freddy's having never <laughs> seen the movie. Like they've never seen it. I refuse to show it to them. I'm like, you guys are way too fucking young. Why do you know this theme song? Why do you know what all these characters are? It's all because of social media. Mm-hmm. It's infuriating and scary as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. It scares the shit out of me. 
Ferrari. <laughs> Oh. Um, I thought it was really like stonily paced that I really like couldn't get into it. It felt kind of like just weirdly preposterous in a lot of points. And yeah, I, I agree with what you said about Adam Driver. He is the wrong actor. He's he's too young and just doesn't have the right energy for it for the performance. Now, I mean, Penelope Cruz is great. Shailene Woodley is fucking awful in this movie just basement terrible terrible i i don't know like whoever cast this movie like needs to find another job in the dark do they do this in the dark Uh, clearly (laughs) it's so misread like penelope cruz is really the only person that's actually well cast here yeah and everyone else around her is kind of like just flailing it's like nobody has the right energy and nobody is acting in the same movie like what are you all doing here Clearly, they're doing Patrick Dempsey a favor because he loves racing. I thought he was actually—I thought he was actually quite well cast. He's like the, 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 he's the only one like that looks. At the, yeah. He's the only yeah. one besides Penelope that looks authentic. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Oh, old, and old Jack old O'Connell, and Jack O'Connell, and an old man. Did the woman behind me really like Patrick Dempsey talking about his hair? Oh, he's full gray now. Oh, he's so good looking. Oh, it's for the movie. You should, you you should have told him to watch. You should have told her to watch Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. There you go. She'd really like him after that one. Right? I prefer mine on fire. I actually thought the car <laughs> racing. I actually thought the car racing scenes were actually really great in this film. So did I. Yeah. I like the narrowing stuff. The the yeah. road narrowing stuff will always get me. And that horrific car accident. Yeah, that is a horror comes scene out of the nowhere. The, I, was like, I was like, holy nuts. shit! <laughs> yeah. Like I'm like, yeah, she went that far. Yeah, like, that it was nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but but yeah, as 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 a film about people turning left, I thought it was okay. <laughs> as a story, as, as a as a story about an asshole, I didn't think it was very good. No. How easy was that one scene where the Spanish driver comes in? He goes, "I want to race for you," and he's got, "I got a driver, bang, dead." Okay, <laughs> I can hire you. Like <laughs> convenient. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 not a bad film. It's just not very good either. No. No. <laughs> I, I I was mid I two and a half out of five. I was yeah really not feeling that one. Uh Thanksgiving, like we just just mentioned with uh with Patrick Dempsey stuff. That movie is so much fun. Um Eli Roth to make an actual straightforward slasher film. I don't think he's done that, right? This is his first as far as a straightforward yeah, flasher yeah. slasher. Yeah, I dug it. I want more. I, I'm all about it. The I mean, he cooked a woman like a turkey, like in that trailer. So, I know, I mean, like, uh, a friend of mine was like, so uh, I uh, I remember Grindhouse, uh, that trailer. Um, so the uh, the cheerleader and, and the knife. I'm like, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 that happens. Like, okay, I got to watch it. I'm like, yeah, cool. It happens. It, happens. <laughs> it, it doesn't go exactly the way you thought. No, it, it doesn't would, quite. But I was still I was just like, all right, right on. And I cringe so hard at the corn cobbers. <laughs> It's just not yeah. a not a fun, just not a fun thing. Plus, he's there, like, there's a lot of cringe in that movie. Like, yeah, there were scenes that I was like, "Oh my god, he's oh, the mallet." Oh, dude, there's some kills that are just yeah. like on another level. But and it's so much fun. Yeah, it, never it really loses is the fun. fun. That's it's, what it's I really a, appreciate it. It's a riot. I could see that you could do like what like uh, like a, like a rio screening like a thanksgiving rio screening like you could bring this movie back and have fun with it like it's a good audience movie i think so i really dug that and it's good for eli to 
have a hit because I hated Death Wish so, so, so much. Um, I don't want to spend really any time on it, but uh, Nick Cage did a frontier Western called Butcher's Crossing um, and where he's full bald Nick Cage in it. And I don't know if he's done a frontier Western that I remember, at least not in the big level before, but it's got that uh, Fred Hetchinger in it. He was in the Fear Street movies and uh, um, Pam and Tommy. It's like a young actor. I think he's really moving up in the ranks. He's becoming a better and better actor every time I see him and stuff. Um, and then the next two were catch-ups that I'd never seen before. They're just ones that uh, I just never got around to. One came out during the pandemic, The Platform from Spain. What a fucking gnarly little movie that one is. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, that's and he's like... Stuff eating his deco his decaying uh, cellmate and shit. I'm like, this is <laughs> fucking crazy. It's also got some really cool deep reds and I love a good deep red shot. And uh, yeah, I, I, a couple times, like I thought of the menu at one point during this one. Um, yeah. What a weird one. This movie was um, really gnarly. Um, so if you're into that kind of gory horror, um like kind of like descent into despair uh the platform was solid uh i also slept on daniel isn't real i've seen arch enemy but i never saw adam egypt mortimer's daniel isn't real holy fuck this movie rocks this is like an all-timer for me right it's really good holy i think it's super underrated. yeah i think so too i think people that they're not celebrating as this like is like one of those big horror masterpieces like even like on the level of like like babadook and like like it follows and movies like that like this one needs to be celebrated in that form it's got one of the 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 best body horror scenes that i've ever seen i would say in the psychiatrist's office mm. i've never seen anything like that and the abject horror just <laughs> of that scene and I really love Miles Robbins' performance in this one, as well as Patrick Schwarzenegger. The grinning Daniel is massively unsettling. Yeah. And and you, I don't know. I for me, I thought about this film for a few days afterwards. Like it, it really, really, really resonated with me. So, dug the fuck out of this movie. Plus, it's got Sasha Lane. And I have a soft spot for Sasha Lane. That's why I've even forgiven her for being involved with Hellboy or whatever. She's great. Um, I rewatched uh, Titan. Mm. <laughs> oh my God. That's a masterpiece. Yeah. Decornow is just, just there's, she's untouchable, just completely untouchable. I still think I like Raw more just because it just, I had never seen anything like it before. It just kind of bowled me over like, holy shit. She is just incredible. I, I felt the same way. Like when I watched Titan the first day, I felt the same way. But then that final scene, the birthing scene happens in Titan. And I'm like, oh, okay, you win. Yeah. yeah. You guys are like, on your own on this. You one. win. I'm, I'm so not, I'm not a fan. Like, no. Raw, yes, hands down. Like that movie kills, but Dana just did not care for that. Wow. Uh, that um, never I, need to see it again. I, I no. I've I, I I just for what um I don't know if I can say her name um I, Agatha Roussel that performance it's yeah it was it was the best performance of that year it, like holy shit it just just 
just blew the world away. Like, holy crap. And, and we all go to film festivals. So I'm pretty sure we've all seen Vincent Linden before, but he's mm-hmm. also really damn good in that film. This might yeah. be the, my favorite performance of his of all, ever. Cause. Oh, some of those, the, the, the dancing scenes. Yeah, retaking that one and it was real special and weird for me to do at the holidays, but whatever. <laughs> um, another list dispeller is American fiction. Because, uh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I've never had a movie resonate so hard, become one of the most important films of any year and make me laugh so hard as well. Um, I can tell what you guys are talking about Sterling K. Brown. He... Every moment he's on screen is pure joy, even if he's crashing into like just I just new identity despair almost. Like he is just falling apart at the seams. And it's so entertaining to watch. Um and to watch Jeffrey Wright and John Ortiz escalate their situation is hysterical. So just so 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 funny, and on the other line, that uh, Miriam Shore as the 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 uh, the producer at the end the end of it, trying to to the publisher trying to get everything going is it's just all so absurdly funny. It's Zach from um, Hedwig and the Angry Itch. Yes. Yes. Oh, oh, God! It's so much, so much I love about this one. Um, the um, Issa Rae. Issa Rae's yeah. character and how that whole thing just opens up is there's just so much depth to this movie that Court Jefferson is always delivering. Every scene is something new coming at you, something surprising, something sweetly touching. Like there is a subplot to this movie that I think a lot of jaded people would be like, Ugh, that part really turned me off. But no, it's so it's so nice. Like it's just nice and it makes you feel good. And yeah, there's so there's just so much going on in this film that it is, really is a perfect film. Yeah, it's uh, the the TIFF award winner, uh, audience award winner, mm-hmm. which usually means Oscars. Yeah, that's, that's always a weird predictor of of best picture nomination. So I'm guessing that's what that's heading for. Hopefully Jeffrey Wright too, because he's incredible. Uh, just as that that smarmy asshole, but mm-hmm. he also can kind of get tender. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think it's one of the best films of the year. I I laughed, I cried, I thought it was great. We we talked about it last episode, so yeah. Uh, Freud's Last Session. That's the new film from Matt Brown, who did the Man Who Knew Infinity with uh, Def Patel, which was a movie that I thought was very uh, dry and, and bland. And uh, while this film improves that dry and blandness a, a, a little bit, it's only kind of improved through great character performances from two of the greatest uh anthony hopkins and uh matthew good um i thought it was it was really interesting especially when when some of their tete-a-tetes kind of get heated i thought it was it was fascinating but this movie has so many lull and drag points to it that really kind of like take me out of it um and the fact that uh, that this is just entirely speculation is also like a, a a bit of a deflator you're like okay this is freud's last session who's rumored 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 myth to be cs lewis um i was like eh, i don't know it's just kind of like a little bit deflating i i thought it was funny that stephen campbell more plays jrr tolkien for a really quick 
point in this one because I was like, that's actually pretty nice casting. <laughs> I yeah. kind of dug that. Um, but yeah, casting rocks. Both performances are really, really great. But is it a great some of its parts? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm with you. I, I thought the same exact thing. I thought the performances were great, but the movie as a whole is just really dull and boring. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the exchanges are way more interesting than others. And I think Matthew Good is really underrated. Like that's my always, feeling. Always. He shows up and stuff and he's always good and people always forget about him. I think yeah. he's fabulous. Yeah. But I'm always like, oh, Matthew Good, watch that. And yeah. he's always same. great. But I agree. Same. I think that it's just... It's okay. I I probably wouldn't recommend this to a lot of people. It's just kind of dry. Yeah. Um. The my last one. I just watched it last night. Um. Well, actually, I have one more I can bring. But uh, I just watched uh, this last night. Uh, Eileen. Uh, it's William Oldroyd. Only his second movie after uh, Lady Macbeth. Mm-hmm. If Lady Macbeth feels so long ago. Um, but a, that's a classic, by the way. Oh, yeah. so uh, that's the first time I saw Flo. So yeah. I, I think that's the first was, time anybody saw Flo. She's everything. I mean, I just think of the posture scenes. Yeah, just being centered, and that, en- that entire movie though is just genius. Oh, it's so good, and, and and it's it's a hard first bar to set. So Eileen doesn't clear it. Um, it's still Not by a long da- shot. I yeah, it's it's to me it's still pretty good though. Um, like I, I gave it a three and a half out of five. Like I I. I dig thomas and mckenzie a whole lot I, I i love how much she's um gaining for ev- from each experience that she does i think she's really great and Anne hathaway has moved into a really good point in her career as well um and the movie looks really great too again william Rollred just loves to be sexually charged that's just kind of his thing i think i guess it's just something we get used to but yeah, when you're holding when you're holding up in comparison, when you're getting into it and you're holding up Lady Macbeth in the rear view, it is diminishing returns. But I I, I dug it for what it's worth, and uh, even how wild the third act goes, and it it does feel like it does veer quite a bit. Yeah, I I mean I didn't I didn't compare compare it apples to apples to Lady Macbeth because I think that's kind of like on its own its own planet. But mm-hmm. I just I found this really oddly toned. Like I just couldn't get into it. And then when it gets weird, it just gets a bit too like I like movies that are challenging and yeah, mm-hmm. get get as weird as you want to get. I just didn't feel the movie earned where it went. And yeah. I just I kind of lost interest. Like by the time we get to the real wild stuff at the end of the third act, I was like, I, I you lost me like 40 minutes ago. I just yeah. don't care anymore. Yeah. So I was like the performances I thought were fine. I actually thought Anne Hathaway was a little over the top, maybe a little too much. I mean, it goes with the character, but I think she really took it maybe a step too far. And I didn't think it worked overall. I was really disappointed. I, I just don't think the movie works at all. To be honest, for me, I didn't, th- I didn't, I didn't take anything from it. I thought, well, that was a waste of two hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. So, so should I watch this? <laughs> I, I think I would say watch it. I would say watch it. I would, yeah, say watch I would it. still say watch it. Yeah. I mean, you're the guy yeah. that watches everything. I think there is some interesting stuff at play. I just did not think it was great. And okay. in a year where there's been a lot of great filmmaking, this is very meddling. Yeah, okay. it's definitely it definitely isn't in like the top 20 type thing. Okay. No, I, I wouldn't like, put it in my top 50 at this point, to be totally honest. I, I'm not sure what the ranking, but it might be in my top 50. I'm not too sure. Um, but the one that I just finished before the podcast was uh, Suitable Flesh. It's uh, the new uh, Joe Lynch film. 
uh it's an adaptation of uh, lovecraft story uh, and it's got uh um it has heather graham in it and um barbara crampton why am i space on that name at all because barbara crampton is a fucking queen and she is so great even in kind of like a supporting role she is the draw to this movie for me i absolutely loved her in this movie and i would say if joe lynch wants to take the torch from stuart gordon and make those type of movies in a very stuart gordon sense i say he should do it because this one's actually has a lot of stuff to it like it is that campy early 90s mid 90s feel to it a lot in the score and some of the execution as well but joe lynch also brought some new ideas to this that are really fun to see on screen without giving any spoilers one of my favorite uses of a backup cam now in a movie like just oh it just it was framed so beautifully and uh um yeah i i, I had a lot of fun with this one so yeah that's 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 the end it's the end of my list here not not to be that guy but i uh i did shots with joe lynch one year at fantastic fest i want to hang out with the dude because i do listen to Pretty movie cool guy. and i like him and adam quite yeah. a bit and i just love to shoot the shit with them because they seem like so much fun yeah good guys bill i'll chime in because i'm sure there's overlap yeah, i don't have a lot steve, on my list steve did a ton that I, I i had written down so uh steve still hasn't seen godzilla so i don't really want to talk too much about it but it's as cool as marina said it was and I like that it's a, a more or less a continuation of, of Gojira uh, if you mixed it with Jaws. And I'm nice. pretty cool with that. This, the action scenes are incredible. I uh, might have cried a little bit because I'm turning into quite the wuss. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. <laughs> Own it. Uh, yeah, Own I it. Should, I do. I probably should. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's incredible. And I think it's awesome that they're putting out a black and white version because I want to see that too. Because uh, that's going to be really cool. Uh, I saw anyone, anyone but you, the Sydney Sweeney Glenn Powell movie. It's exactly what you think it is. There is nothing that you already don't know about this film. It's so generic. What's the graphic nudity? There's absolutely none. What? They. That's what they're selling. They're selling it, but there's uh, there's a bed scene that's strategically shot to see corners of things that are not him but hers to reiterate a statement that bill said earlier in this podcast don't lie to me (laughs) (laughs) i had to look this up i'm like i have no idea what you guys are talking about okay so if you just watch euphoria man i just i just googled it you'll get exactly what you want from that Uh, (laughs) it it, it is not good They, they, they 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 hook up one night uh she overhears him saying something bad about her and, and they, they become instant enemies and they oh. fight for an hour and 20 minutes and they make it to the end. And it's wonderful. It's so it's not, it's just not a very good movie. Avoid so you, went that to one. The, you went to the theaters and got glucked. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> uh, poor things is one of the best films of the year. Uh, I'm not going to say anything more about the, the rankings or anything. I'm just going to say it's one of the best films of the year. I'm really happy that Yorgos Lanthimos has hit his Michelle Gondry phase, and I'm here for it. Yes. Uh, it is absolutely incredible, and uh, let's be really honest. He's such a weird filmmaker 
And you would, and I think Emma Stone has surrendered to that and pretty much done one of the most fearless performances I've ever seen in my entire life. It is just everything. It's incredible. Will Defoe is awesome. Uh, the great Mark Ruffalo. The yes. great Mark Ruffalo. Holy oh, shit. He's I like so to good. hear that. I like yeah, to hear that. I really wish Steve had seen this so I could maybe yeah. talk a little more about it, but eventually he will be able to see it and hopefully be able to put it in his top 10 because I think it's that damn good. Uh, yeah, it's an original, scary, weird, wonderful masterpiece. And I I am so here for, for as I said, more of the Yorgos Lanthimos, Michelle Gondry phase because it's I'm living for it right now. Fuck yeah. 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 Uh, can I just say Rebel Moon sucks again? Yep. Uh, <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah. Uh, and uh, last but not least, Marina <laughs> saw this last episode, Boys in the Boat, another movie that doesn't have a goddamn original thought in it. Uh, it's pretty well shot. The acting is pretty well. It's okay. Uh, Joel Edgerton is pretty fun. Uh, but man, this movie, there's nothing here that you have not seen before and don't know exactly what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, that, that's good for the, the Joe six packs, but I just don't respond to this kind of shit. So I thought uh, it was, I thought it was fine. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> but that's just the thing. It's just fine. Yeah. Like there's nothing here that you did. Like, honestly, did you, you, you knew exactly what was going to happen every turn. Yeah. There's like, yeah. it's just pretty generic stuff. And uh, do you remember but, when Clooney got started? He was just like going for the gusto, and he made good night, good luck. And you're like, holy shit, he's a he's like a filmmaker. He's a rock. Yeah. Like he's yeah. gonna make some films, and then he's just like, eh, I'm just gonna make stuff that's like okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is yeah. fine, okay to not okay. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, exactly. it's a really good Christmas movie. Like, let's be honest. It's the kind of movie you take your grandparents to on Christmas Day and the whole family, you know, nobody hates it. Nobody loves it. It's just it, it doesn't piss anybody off. It's very like middle of the road. I mean, it looks really good. That's the most I can say for it. I did look up the story after the fact. I'm like, hey, look, this was a real thing that happened. That's kind of cool. But beyond that, it's just it's it's very, very bland. I also I also really enjoyed at the end of the film where the where the uh, the Olympic rowers defeated Hitler. That was pretty cool. <laughs> with their right? with their like like yeah. revision, revisionist like Inglorious Bastards style. Oh no, you have to see it to believe it. Yeah, huh. he was, he gets really angry and storms off. It's really oh, terrible. I was, but, I, was <laughs> hope, I was hoping for some Hugo Stieglitz action. <laughs> no, sadly not. <laughs> Get him, not. Shoshana. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's it for me. More musical. Said, More the musical. As I said, Steve said everything. So uh yeah. that, that's it for me. I, I will say that uh that uh you said the boys in the boats are good, bring your uh bring your dad to I brought my dad to see Ferrari with me on the so uh, we got to we got to as a father and son watch uh, Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz hate fuck each other on the dinner <laughs> table. <laughs> <laughs> oh there. that conversation the conversation after the fact. <laughs> Um, I have a couple, I have a couple of other things to add. Uh, none of it new, I don't think. Um, I finally watched Zone of Interest, which oh. destroyed both Dan and I. Right, that movie was something else. Like it started, and I'm like, is this actually the start of the movie? I think the, it's the start of the movie. The overture. Yeah. Yeah. And just we, that we were all a little confused too. The color, the color fades, and oh, it just. 
it's it's horrifying. It's a horror film. It's so it totally is. It it's it, so, it is so unsettling. The creek, and, him rushing the kids out of the creek, like I mean, ah! but all but all of it is it's, it's just, just it's. I mean, I I I don't think I will ever be able to see it again, at least not anytime soon. But I've been reading a lot about it, uh, which I think is how I'm kind of getting my fill of this. But I just like so much of it is. I, it, it sticks with like you only ever need to see it once. Like it is I, ingrained in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like I don't uh, ever need to see it again. Like, but some of the images are just like shocking. And that flashback sequence is so effective and mm-hmm. really jarring. Like you just don't expect it. And then it comes and you're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. The scene, and the scene where Sandra Huller is trying on all the clothes. Yeah. I, I just remember being in the theater and like, just tears. Yeah. Tears. And, and tears. Dan and I, like, because we talked about it afterwards, it's like for half the movie, you couldn't really tell if she fully knew what was going on. We're like, is she in on it? Is she not in it? Uh, in on it? Like, are any of these other people that live in the house in on it? Like, who are these people? Because nothing is explained. You're just yeah. kind of dropped into this. And it's just like this, these cameras everywhere that are just capturing everything from all angles. And half the time you don't know who's who. And then it's not until like halfway through spoiler alert that you start to realize that some of the people that are in the house are actually Jews that they've taken from the camp to mm-hmm. like be like, like to basically like cook and clean for them. So like, they're good for some things, but not for others. Like, like the whole <laughs> mentality of it, like all then, of it is just so unsettling, but it's that, such a great film. Like mm-hmm. I, my, I mean, admittedly, I, I don't know where the Academy falls on this because I think it's, it's one of those movies that is maybe too much the academy but it's well deserving of all of the awards like the performances are outstanding the score is brilliant the cinematography is great like it just it works it's like this movie that's like this perfect film but how many people are actually going to see it like it's so difficult to sit through but i mean it's also super timely like it's it's shock. I'm glad that he's now able to get rid of like those bookshelves that he's been accumulating for 10 years of like Hitler and Nazi memorabilia because like like we just need to move on. But I mean, this movie is so good, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah, this the flippant way or just the the dismissive way in which Senator Huller like threatens that housekeeper, right? And, and that's just, when I that's when I picked up and I'm like, oh, so that's where we're at here. Fucking little things, the retching yeah. going up the stairs, and then the cut to modern Auschwitz and being cleaned and stuff is like yeah. holy. Fuck. Like yeah. I was shell shocked after that movie. Like sitting in the playhouse, I was just done. You know, yeah. just like so done. I, 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 I'm watching the film and I'm like, so is there just going to be random screaming throughout the entire film? Oh, yeah. This is yeah. going to be mm-hmm. random. People in the background getting, yep. getting killed. There's your soundtrack. Yeah, that's the yeah. soundtrack. That's just screaming yeah. and gunfire and yeah, smoke in the background and holy shit. Wow, I, yeah, yeah. I I think I I audibly when when that that scene with Sandra Huller that I was just talking about when that happened I audibly went oh like I was like whoa yeah she's, there were a lot of scenes where we were like whoa what S- Sandra Huller's having quite the year eh yeah because yeah. she's good I think she's really getting pushed for anatomy right now and she should she yeah. absolutely should get pushed for that one does it make it that she's going to get nominated for a best actress Oscar I think so. 
I, I hope really so. I know. It's a killer year. It is a really killer year, but she's still circling up in the top four, I would say. I would hope so. Yeah, I think she's I think she's still a lock at this point. I Emma Stone is guaranteed a lock. I I uh, you know, sight unseen in my opinion, but like she's guaranteed a lock. Sandra Huller, um Margot Robbie will probably be nominated if we're being honest about it. They're they're, they're not going to category fraud Lily Gladstone, so she'll be actress. Yeah, she'll be actress as well. Yeah, I think Sandra Huller's still in there. I really do. I don't see who I don't Personally, I don't see who's elevating about that, but well, we don't have long to find out. I'm sure. Nope. Um, because no. as we're speaking right now, the Golden Globes are on. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Burial, uh, which is Margaret Betts' uh, film with Tommy Lee Jones and Jamie Fox, based on the true oh. story about a uh, a funeral homeowner who gets himself into a deal with this shady big conglomerate with a Vancouver connection. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of hilarious because I didn't know about it. Jamie Foxx plays this uh, over-the-top uh, personal injury lawyer who um, Tommy Lee Jones hires partly because he's black. Well, mostly because he's black and they're going to try the the case in a, in a predominantly black um, um, area. I mean, it, it has all the trappings of your like made-for-TV movie, but it is so good. It's it's like legitimately good. It's funny. It's charming. Uh, Jamie Foxx when he's on is really on, and he's really good. And it's solid. I I, I kind of slept on this when it came out. I put it on my watch list. I'm like, ah, I'll get to it eventually. And we needed something funny after uh, after um, Zone of Interest, and this definitely uh, hit the mark. It, it's really very very just sweet. It's a really big feel good story about little guy taking on big corporation and winning. So I uh, recommend it streaming on Amazon. Uh, Sharper, which I actually talked to Melissa about. And then she's like, oh, yeah, we talked about it on the podcast. And so I assume mm. that at some point you and Melissa mentioned it and I put it on my watch list. And then yeah. somebody else mentioned it. And I'm like, OK, I better watch this friggin thing. Yeah, like first or second episode. probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so going way back. So I did finally catch up with it over the holidays. And oh, I really like this movie a lot. I it fully got shit realized kicked, though. It really got shit kicked when you look at the reviews for it. Like people didn't like it. Well, and that's what I was going to say. Like I fully realize and I can see where people might not like it because it is for a movie that's quote unquote unpredictable. Once you like step back, you're like, okay, we, we've seen this before. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I it totally worked for me. I thought the performances were great. I kind of really dug this sort of like hoity toity universe that they were uh, operating in. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I really did not see that ending coming. And I just kind of liked everybody. I mean, they're all like most of them are despicable human beings, but yeah. <laughs> overall, I thought it was super enjoyable. I really liked this one for like a uh, sort of on your toes adult thriller. I thought it was pretty good. And uh, Justice Smith is actually pretty solid in it. And yeah. I think he's going to have an interesting 2024 because this uh, book, book of Magical Negroes might be a sleeper. Who knows? Yeah, there's, there's been good buzz about that. Um, uh, book of Dave, talking about books. <laughs> actually, <laughs> no, Bank. Bank of Dave. Book of Dave. The Book of Dave might have been better. No, but Bank of Dave, another based on a true story, feel good Christmas movie that they dropped on Netflix with uh, Rory Kinnear as this <laughs> really sort of charming small town businessman who 
basically lends money to the local community as they need it and decides somebody suggests that maybe you should open a bank. And he's like, well, that's not a bad idea. So he hires this big lawyer out of London to help him open a bank. And so it's the story of the little guy, also based on a true story about this guy that actually opened a bank called Bank of Dave. And it's it's just charming. Like, And it was honestly after men, I needed to see Rory Kinnear in a movie that like didn't destroy me. I was just going to say that. that. <laughs> I don't know if I can take Rory Kinnear yet. Especially since <laughs> with the third act of Men. Oh, fuck. I, yeah, I remember Rory Kinnear in a certain way right now, and it's definitely multiplying himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is definitely on the other side of that. It, it's gotcha. charming and not like it. it's very sort of just like a happy go So no body horror. Okay. <laughs> no body horror whatsoever. It's not Christmas if we None. don't have body horror. No, there is no body horror. Sorry. I don't think I have Look, any body horror. Bank of Dave's body horror. <laughs> um, uh, the Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. I think I watched this because I think Bill said it wasn't terrible. I, I said that I like the Hunger Games stuff. And then the last half hour just falls off a cliff. Okay. Yes. So I, I didn't think the last half hour fell off a cliff. But overall, I actually thought, I mean, it's not great, but it's not terrible. It is a half hour too long, though. So yeah, they oh, could have done easily. without it. Yeah. yeah, they could have done without it. But overall, I was actually shocked that I enjoyed this movie. Because I looked back, I'm like, when was the last? What was the last of these movies that I watched? 2018? Catching Fire. I didn't even watch oh. Mockingjay 1 and 2. I was just like, <laughs> I'm out at number 2. Um, but I actually thought this was okay. Yeah, I, the, the, the Hunger Games stuff is kind of fun. Like, the actual Hunger Games stuff. Like, I, I think it's fun. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was okay. Yeah. I thought it actually looked pretty good, all things considered. Um, I used to be funny. Okay, settle the bet. I Why? hated this film. I hated this film, and Melissa thought it was like the best film of it. So, ah, uh, I'm. I don't. I'm kind of in the middle. I didn't hate it, but I also didn't think it was good. Like I, I'm still trying to figure out what the deal is with this. Like, why were people so up in arms about it? I, I don't get it. Like, it's fine. Um, Rachel Sonnet is really good, I guess, but the movie is just kind of like I actually think it's a bit convoluted and confusing for like no apparent reason. Yeah, like it, it, it it's trying to be clever, but it's actually not. Like this whole thing with the sorry, Steve. I don't know if you've seen it, and I don't know if I I'm not. I have not seen okay, it. Okay, no. I won't go into too much detail. Needless to say, I just kind of thought that it was meddled in a way that's supposed to be clever, but that doesn't actually work. Um, so I thought it was fine, but mostly for the performances, because overall, I just, I thought it was just kind of bland. I had more than one person tell me that, oh, Bill, you just hate Canadian films. Well, I do, but uh, <laughs> no, this, this one just wasn't very good either. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was, <laughs> yeah, I just didn't think it was very good. I, I think it's it's trying to be a lot of things that it's not. Yeah. Uh, and in the end, it's just a little bit bland. Um, a Taste of Things. <sighs> Guys. Okay, no, oh, no, 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 I'm not. That movie, that, there's, there's problems with that film, and, I, and you can't tell me there's not. I listen, nothing happens in this fucking movie. Let, let's be honest. Other than Juliet Binoche dying. Yeah, which, and it ruins the film. Spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. Nothing happens in this movie. It is two out two hours and fifteen minutes of food porn. 
And I was there for every single second of it. Like that opening shot, I was like, oh, it's pretty awesome. Kitchen. Oh my God. Like the food preparation. There's like no talking for 40 minutes. It's just her cooking. And it's just glorious. It is just glorious. And there it's it's just endless scenes of a kitchen and cooking. And there's this weird side story with her and the chef guy that maybe they're in love and oh, she's really sick. Okay, that's besides the point. Just give me more food porn. And the apprentice. Uh-huh. Of the apprentice it, and yeah, actually, I actually thought the, the 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 young girl that plays the apprentice I thought was amazing. Yeah, no, like, I liked it too. I I like that part. I I just the look just, on her face when she takes the first bite of food. I was just like, oh my god! And then when she actually bites in that baked Alaska and she has to, you know, what did you? She's like, I almost cried. And I'm like, I could actually see that on your face. This is amazing. Yeah, just that thing you said that happens. It happens, and it just slows the movie down for like. 20 minutes to a point where I'm just like, this film was so great when you were just cooking food and then you brought plot into it. You stupid bastards. Okay. I can go with that. Cook food. It would be really awesome. Yeah. I could go with that. Yeah. I I don't get to see it till mid February because Mongrel is releasing it February 14th. Hey, if you want to come to the Victoria film festival, it's playing here. I I, I, thoroughly, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was very, 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 very pretty. And I just wanted to cook for the rest of the year. I'm just like, I'm not working anymore, guys. I'm just a full-time chef now, pretending to be. I'm just going to, you know, make broth from scratch and, you know, cook onions and, and garlic mm-hmm. in the oven with, you know, uh, sealed with dough and then slow braised over the stove for five hours is... <laughs> That now sounds I'm starving. Delicious. Now oh, I'm dude, starving. I, 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 I got to eat. I had just had lunch and I was literally like salivating 20 minutes in. I'm like, wow, this movie is so pretty. And the food all just looks amazing. Though I still nice. need to figure out the, the, the I think there they were Cornish hens that they were eating and they put the thing over their head. It's weird. I need to dig into that because I didn't. I, uh, I, need. <laughs> I, I, I just want to recommend a film from the 80s. Oh yeah, called, called Babette's Feast. Yes, oh, yes, yes. Which that's is a great incredible, yeah. and yeah, a great uh, uh, would be a very good uh, side piece to this movie. I would say. I agree, hundred and ten percent. Yes. Um, and then I'll finish with Society of the Snow, which uh, I haven't seen it yet. I've so wanted to watch this, and I just my have that one. time. Okay, so I won't say too much. Like I won't say anything. We'll just it, say it's just, on Netflix. Just, just answer me a question: Is it hardcore? Yes. Cool. Good. Good. Yes. Thank you, yes. Bayona. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. It's, he is the guy to make this. It's pretty intense. Yeah. Those are my it's two probably- lingering uh, new releases. That and Good Grief are my lingering ones mm. to catch up on. Okay, so I won't say anything else. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Bayona doing yeah. some true story stuff. He excels yeah. stuff. Yeah, so, it's, it's I mean, pretty he good. He did the impossible. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, so Bill, anything new coming that we should be looking out for in the dreads of January? I was going to say, I was like, you do know, this is like the doldrums of the year where they put everything that they haven't had a spot for in the rest of the year. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, does it show. Uh, did anybody see Night Swim? No, I'm, I have tickets for Thursday. Nice. Uh, yeah, that, the, the killer pool movie. All right, cool. (laughs) I'll let, I'll let I'll let Steve take that one. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> uh, January sixteenth, 
Jason Statham is back with the beekeeper from David uh, Ayer. Yeah. What happened there? He used to know. be eight list pretty much. Then he made the, who, the, who he used to be eight list David who Ayer. Oh, dude, uh, no. Street he Kings kind of mellowed that. And yeah. Like, harsh I think times he was, and yeah, he was a list for like one movie that he wrote, did not direct. And then he started directing movies and everybody's like, okay, maybe not so much. I stand by Fury. I like Fury. I haven't yeah. seen it. Oh, yeah. That's the one with the tanks, right? Yeah. Brad Pitt, yeah. John Barenthal, yeah, Logan Lerman in the tank. Yeah. I like yeah, that yeah, one. Yeah. I could go with that. Yeah. But the debt collector. Oh, There's <laughs> a lot of bad ones <laughs> there. A lot of harsh times. <laughs> fucking terrible sorry all i remember is christian bale getting his head blown off and still speaking for another like scene <laughs> i wonder what method acting he did for that uh are we are we ready for the mean girls remake nope don't no and it's, a, and it's a musical it's i don't a musical. definitely know i love anguri rice i love yeah. tina fey i love tim meadows i don't really care did you also notice there's not a lot of musical in that trailer either? No, yeah, I I know. <laughs> I'm lying to you again, no, Bill. Yes. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> learned yeah. my lesson. Tina Fey still the hottest one there, though. It's Man, like, she does it for me. I don't know why. Uh, it feels like, feels like telling everyone it's not a musical on Universal's part is like a Comcast Jack Donaghy move. Yeah. Uh, Tell them, so, Lemon. <laughs> uh, Pixar is releasing a bunch of films that they thought didn't get proper distribution, which is true. Uh, mm-hmm. But I don't think this is the one that probably should have been re-released right away. Was it's Soul? I saw Soul. Did I see those? I saw Soul in the theater. I'm sure. And uh, I those were all direct to direct to Disney Plus releases. Yeah, really. That feels yeah. like I saw that in the theater. I don't mind no, Soul. That was, it's okay. That was that was mid band mid pandemic i think was it it feels or like early pandemic theory. it's a good movie yeah soul yeah, it's is a good, it's a good score yeah yeah the, 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 John one Baptiste. That, the one that i'm looking forward to is, is a couple months from now they're putting turning red out which is mm. pretty fun yeah uh january 19th i s s international space station the americans and russia are are fighting on earth and there's cosmonauts and Americans up in a, a space station, and now they have to fight to save the world. I don't. I saw this well, thirty second trailer, and I'm like, "This is really a thing." Oh my Spe- god! Speaking of uh, our friend Roland Emmerich, how is this not a Roland Emmerich? I film? know, right? Because he <laughs> does better than this shit. That's why. But it's Gabriella Copperthwaite. What yeah, the, the director dra- of Blackfish? Blackfish and our friend. Yeah. It might be okay. Who knows? I, it's hard to tell from 30 seconds of a trailer. Well, I um, mean, Blackfish is, I mean, well, it's hard to, it's a doc, a solid documentary. I like our friend because I think it has a really great Jason Siegel performance in it. Um, but what? Ariana DeBose? Like, I don't, I'm so, yeah. so. Steve's, Steve's speaking for this the team. one. Nah, well, yeah, it's elevation. So I'll probably. You'll probably get a link or something. And uh, last but not least, I think Maria's actually seen this. Uh, the new Edward DeVerde film, Origin, which I'm, I'm guessing they thought might have been an awards movie, but I don't think it is anymore. No, I don't think it's, they're pushing it anymore. After I saw the trailer for it. When I saw what Marina thought of it, uh, I 
kind of lost a lot of interest in it. Yeah, I, I'm interested to watch it. I, I, I mean, I thought Selma was good. I didn't think it was amazing. Um, I think Ava's documentary work is where her talents lie, and and because uh, Wrinkle of Time is uh, one of the worst films of the last twenty years. It's just so I don't. Yeah, it's it's just really not good. Um, so I don't know. But the trailer was interesting. That's all I'm going on, really. So I'm guessing the next mo- the movie for our next show is going to be Society of the Snow. That Just works. putting it out there. That or works. Steve, or Steve sees poor things. I don't know. Or that. That would, <laughs> yeah. be, that would be really good because we really haven't focused or on that. So Godzilla or one one of the big films. Okay. Or okay. or 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 the one film that I haven't seen so, uh, to make my top ten list. The new. The, the Andrew Hag film. That's all I'm going to say. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes. I, I don't. I don't want to talk about oh. it because I'm seriously pissed that I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm pissed. I haven't seen it either. So yeah. I, has I anybody like seen it? Like, has no. it actually opened anywhere? It's a, it opened, opens it's, on Friday. It, no, no. It, it's it's playing at Fifth Avenue right now. Yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, I know mutual friend Mark saw it. Yeah. Okay. And he says it shattered him. So. Oh, great. Something lovely to look forward to. Yeah, exactly. But come on, give me Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. In the Andrew High film, like, come on, yeah, and oh, uh, directed, yeah, that's that's the one film directed. I need to make my top 10. So, yeah. there we go, cool. Uh, okay. and, and before we go, is this our year anniversary? Uh, it might be, I didn't look, might I be. think it might be getting pretty close, and uh, I don't know, just wanted to say uh, thanks to everybody. who's listening thank you very much and uh thanks to everybody who's on the show because you know when i first started doing podcasting i was really shitty for like the first six episodes i ever did and this show clicked right away Mm -hmm. and it uh you know a bunch of pros led by the 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 greatest podcast host in the world marina antunes and uh you know it's, it's pretty good uh yeah i'm I'm happy with the show and i'm happy that uh you know we're still doing it this year and i hope this year is going to kick ass and uh hopefully we'll see all see each other at vif and it'll be great yes and yeah definitely feeling all the gratitude for sure um really grateful to have the platform with you guys to talk movies uh and uh yeah it's killer and uh yeah i'll be at vif again this year this time i'm driving down myself <laughs> nice because i get nice. i yeah yeah I, I have a vehicle now and i will be driving so guys let's end on happy notes where can folks find you i'll go first uh i am bill harris i am on letterboxd at soundjab69 also on twitter at that uh, i don't really do much else i have a, another podcast the green screen of death we just recorded another episode oh my god it's like three episodes in six months what the hell is going on <laughs> uh that should be out pretty quick uh yeah other than that thanks for listening and have a good night yeah i am on twitter instagram and uh letterboxd at the steve dead also threads i'll include that one because that's part of the instagram thing uh you can find my website stevestabbing.ca 
Um, and I also have a YouTube channel now. Uh, Steve Stabbing, just search that one. Uh, subscribe. That would be awesome. I'm trying to build that up. And I release uh, weekly videos on there. And then you can also find, um, just uh, search my name on Facebook. You can find my fan page there. And then you can also find Shift Heads group, which is uh, the radio show that I used to do with Shane Hewitt. We've now uh, moved after the cancellation of the radio show. We've now moved to doing YouTube videos there. So, yeah, I think that's about it. Oh, and I'm on Tremble, the horror podcast with Kurt and Taylor. And the latest two episodes are Lake Placid and Halloween H2O. Oh, it was a bad beginning to January. Steve Miner. I didn't hate like I didn't hate like I I Lake Placid is fun. It, it, it's it's definitely not a good movie, but it excels on the fact that Stan Winston did all the creature effects for it and that it's got a cast that is like ridiculously good for that script. Um, Because Bill Pullman rocks. Bridget Fonda is just a just a treasure of that decade. Uh, and I mean, Oliver Platt, Brendan Gleeson, Betty White. Oh, yeah. Um, I <laughs> I, but, miss Brid- uh, I miss Bridget Fonda. Where has she been? Uh, married to Danny Elfman and retired since 2002. Nice. Yeah. Um, Living her best life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why not? H2O sucks still, though. <laughs> sucks so bad. It's just Notice so, how I didn't so, mention so, so that one. Yeah, so bad. It's still so terrible. <laughs> and uh, you can find me on a letterbox at the Marina and on Instagram at the Marina too. And that's pretty much the only two places that I've been updating in any frequency. Um, and be sure to come on by etcpod.ca for links to uh, all of the movies that we talked about today and show notes, probably not a lot of timestamps this time around. Cause there's been a lot of movies, but uh, we'll be back to that for the next episode. And until then, hack the planet, hack the planet, hack the planet. Hack the planet!